amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. We shoot a 50 round drum, honey bun. I want two thousand, I want both of their tongues. I know how to handle they books on my damage. These niggas can't run, we don't kill everyone. You know where I'm from, give a fuck how you come. Got a stick in the car and it sound like a bomb. I came in the bit with a meal worth of cash. Like Bandicoot, we bout to crash. No remorse, I put five to your dad. Off the post, bought a post and I dressed. Off the billing, them young niggas slack. Put up 30, now you do the math. If you sick on my son, I won't hide. Bullets rain, we give him a bath. I said I need it. It's Draco undefeated. Hit your block and then I'm bleeding. Go long, these bullets.
block outside the street. Ain't no peace treated. Nah. These stones around my Jesus, they ain't treated. They got no. me heated. Don't play with the gang, they know that we be undefeated. I get the squeezing, I get the squeeze. When we talking beef, they say that they vegan. Jumping no reason, no reason. We coming on ice and talking the freezer. I said I need it. Draco undefeated. Bitch, I'm blocking, then I'm bleeding. Go long, these bullets, he receive it. I can't see it. My wrist look like the snow cone, make us eat it. Once I see her, I give her that dope dick just like it eats them. Then I leave her. I can't get caught up, I can't be on cheaters. Look at them people, you know what it is. Go put that dope up for they breaches. Before they breaches, I'ma get out these bitches and I'm striking, I'm throwing my heater. Whole lot of money instead, it keep coming forever. I'm living my life like a beetle. Welcome to the Just Two Black Brothers Podcast, man. I hope y'all doing good on this Sunday. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, one half of the dynamic duo. Uh, DJ Pierre got my brother Poe here. What up? So y'all, how y'all doing? How y'all feeling? Dancing in man? the streets. That's how they doing. You remember you watched the movies from the 60s? They be showing all them riots in LA and shit. We got to talk. Dancing in the streets. They going wild right now. Yeah, they Man, nigga. I, had, I can't wait to talk about this shit. Did you see that nigga with the bow and arrow? Where? Well, no, nah, where was he? Man, that nigga was in, um... Uh, man, I want to say that nigga was in Salt Lake. I heard they was wilding out on Salt this Lake. This nigga came out, because they did an interview after, but he came out with a straight bow and arrow. I'm like, nigga. Like, he was talking <laughs> about he wanted to help the police. The white dude. Oh, he I'm was like, out there man. trying to help the cops? Yeah, but I'm like, what the fuck you came out with a bone arrow yeah. for? So them niggas just rushed him and beat, that, beat his ass. Yeah, and what you and what you and like? Yeah, what you mean by you about to help the cop do I'm what? Like, nigga, you Robin Hood? Nigga, what the fuck you trying to do? <laughs> nah, I ain't see I'm that. Like, that was funny anyway. Cause I'm like, I was just thinking about like, what you just got hella bows on the back of you or something? Like, and you just walking around, poli- and you know what's funny about that? Police probably ain't tell that motherfucker nothing, huh? Nah, they was like, all lives matter. Then the girl was like, what are you doing? And he was like, all lives matter. And then um, he was acting like he's about to shoot somebody. Then everybody just rushed and started beating his ass. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Then I saw this one, man. I saw this woman. Man, first off, too, man, I see a lot of white people doing that shit. 
I don't want them to be just saying like they like black people protesting because they, man, they ain't saying it's a lot of uh, a lot of races. Yeah, they saying it's a lot of like white supremacists out there, man. Star shit too, like yeah, they want actors and shit. Yeah, they want to see that. They want to see the country burn. Hey, man, it's a lot of people that want to see the country burn. They gonna take the light in that shit. So, like yeah, people from all people from all sides probably out there instigating. though. I saw somebody walking out with a cheesecake, but it wasn't like because I guess they was doing the cheesecake factory. Yeah, it wasn't like a cheesecake in the box. This bitch walked out with actually actual cheesecake in her hand, so she was walking out hella slow. <laughs> I was like, man, man. And then in San Diego, that's that shit wild out here. But San Diego been wild, man, because I was reading about you know Angela Davis, right? Mm-hmm. Man, she went to school out here back in the seventies, and she was man. She said it was crazy shit. Like them cops were doing a lot of shit to her. She said one time, like um, they left somewhere, and she said it just came back, and they put like nails all in their, in their spaghetti, and they and they, they caught in their beds and shit. Like the damn, they yeah, San Diego cops stayed harassing them like back in the seventies. So man, they said that the protest. I just showed you the post. That yeah. girl died. She died. She died yesterday. They shot her with a rubber, rubber. bullet close range. That's she what died. I said, man. I remember in the I remember in the Marines. It was like, oh, they gave us the uh, they had gave us some air, the little air um. The CO two cartridge. They was like, "This is how you shoot the blank," because they, all it is ain't nothing coming out. It's just a, uh, it's just the air. But they were they were showing like, well, you could make it deadly though. Like if you stuck if you stuck anything inside that barrel while you firing a blank, some it's gonna come out. So like he put one of the uh, the little cleaning rods. He put that down in the in the in the chamber, and then he pulled the um, he fired a blank, and that shit shot through a fucking tree. Yeah. So it's like that rubber bullet. That shit is. That shit in her head. Yeah, it says it's supposed to be non-lethal, but if you shoot that shit at close range, it's gonna yeah. be lethal. Hell yeah, it's gonna be close. Man, I was like, man, so I was like, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I mean, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, man. Like I said, people are angry, man. So it was like shit, man. It's like, I don't, it's like what they want us to do, man. We kneel, we we jog, we walk, we dance, we beg, we cry. <laughs> Only thing we ain't did is fight back. Like I said, now it ain't even us no more. I just think like it ain't even our generation no more. Cause you look, it's the younger kids. They fed up with that shit. Hey man, man you see that you shit? See. They, man, like with them, like it's already dead with us. But these younger kids, that shit over, man. That racism shit is dead. You dead. see, uh, they not listening to that shit no more. Like this white boy was like, he was in, he was in Salt Lake City and he was out there protesting and he was like, just he said, "Fuck Tory Lanez, I got the most lit Instagram." So we just man, it's just like. Man, we influence these white kids too much, man. Like a lot of these youngsters now, like especially with the music, the hip hop. Yeah, we influence them too much, and they 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 ain't they, they ain't buying that shit. Especially when they just like the one with the dude with the knee on them. That was just outright fucking. You might well just lynch them on the tree with that shit. Huh. It was like, man, people ain't buying that shit no more. Man, shit over with. Yeah, I, I went live yesterday when they was protesting. I said, yeah, I, I, said, I said the same thing. I was like, shit, man, you can't tell these little young kids shit, man. Like, like a lot of people want to talk about the young kids, say they ain't, they ain't this, they ain't that. But, like, nigga, you, that's what you want. Oh, they ain't like us back in the day. Nah, you don't want motherfuckers that was like you back in the day. You want little niggas like that. You see them little motherfuckers walking around, they ain't taking no shit, man. They burning up police cars. Hey, 
Back in the day, they'd be scared as fuck. Bro, uh, burning a police car. <laughs> them yeah, little kids don't. Them little kids don't. Them little kids don't give a fuck. They out here doing all. I mean, it ain't all good that they doing that, but it's like somebody doing something. <clears throat> know what I'm saying? What you want them to do? Know what I'm saying? Like we already like they keep. You saw the little memes. They showing Kaepernick on the knee mm-hmm. that shit was too bad so like man like so hey look then the thing people, is people listening like all of a sudden they talking about all of a sudden Trump made the damn um he made one of them uh like the Antigua or something what do they call it Antifa Antifa yeah yeah he made it a, a hate group all of a sudden so it's like you got it sometimes man like you know how that shit work man you gotta take action like you sitting there on that shit, they ain't doing nothing. They don't listen. Sometimes That's what the attorney, the attorney general, come out and say. Oh, some Antifa elements is the one starting all this, all this stuff. But I said, man, look, man, ain't y'all go, y'all, all that shit y'all did in the past, trying to flip shit back and make y'all the victim and blame like uh, far right groups or far left groups. Them little kids ain't listen to that shit, man. These little motherfuckers running around here. And the thing is, don't don't let them look. Don't don't let them come up with some shit where they say it's strength in numbers, like. Like okay, it's five hundred cops, but it's ten thousand of us. Sure, y'all gonna take some of us out, but we gonna fuck all y'all up in the end. Yeah, you saw anonymous. Uh, shit, they said they jumped in. What they say? Shit, they did a little statement. Oh, I ain't see what you oh, they said. Anonymous. Hmm? Oh yeah, anonymous. That's, ain't that that hacking group? Yeah, they just told. They said that they just speaking on the situation. They just said the people getting tired of it, so they said they finna help. Motherfucking uh, Netflix said some. Think uh, who else was saying something? A lot of people were saying something. I was but like, you, this this the first time you ever hear it like this though. Like, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like it shouldn't get to this work. It shouldn't get to this level. But it's kind of like damn about time. But it shouldn't even get to this part. Like it shouldn't uh, get this bad. But you know that's why the target all the targets around the country getting scared because they got a partnership with the cops. So that's why they burned that damn target down in Minneapolis because they got this thing called Target Blue. And it's like a, a it's like a partnership between the police the police force and and Target. So I, I guess uh, they got Target out here. They trying to close their doors and shit, man. So they tell everybody get their shopping in while they can, because they they fear it's gonna they gonna come uh, come to them next or something. But all that shit come out at the end, like they say, all that shit come out in the wash. And y'all send up there secretly uh, funding this shit, knowing that they treat people like. Like, oh man, I don't know, man. I, I said, ain't no way you can sit and justify this shit. I mean, I, I mean, like I said on my on my Facebook live, I was like, man, yeah, I, I agree. All cops ain't fucked up, but like the the that one percent do the mo- do some egregious shit, man. Like I can see if you had a cop of the force, you got a bad cop, and maybe he like shit that ain't right. But maybe he might when he arrests a girl, he might grab her ass for you throw her in the cop car or some shit. That's you got motherfucker, huh? I saw this post. They was like, uh, somebody made a post that shit was funny. It was like, the reason you don't see the KKK and the police in the same room is the same reason you don't see Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana in the same room. <laughs> they the same person. <laughs> oh. Shit, he's all like KKK. That's what they at. Shit, your motherfuckers a take off their hood. They learned though a lot. Of, I mean, that's actually a fact though. A lot of those hate groups are in the uh, police department. Hey, what the car- what the cartels do in Mexico with the cops, nigga? We put you on with us. Shit, um, we we need y'all to uh, make sure our make sure our agenda is pushed. So shit, some of y'all gonna work for us. Some of y'all can work over there, but most of y'all working with us. And y'all gonna do this dirty work for us. So shit, same thing could be with the KKK, man. Hey, we got we in with the cops. Uh, we got ties with this with this police station since the '60s and the '50s. Uh, 
Who who the fuck say yeah? Your my them your kid, the kids of these KKK people is like police chiefs and and lieutenants and shit like that, and they just don't give a fuck, man. Like nigga, every black person got a story of being pulled over for some bullshit. I was talking about that today with the with a couple guys at the church, like. Shit, man, it'd it be to the point where you'd be so scared, you'd be like, man, let me, like, put a motherfucking I love police stuffed animal in the glove box or some shit so mm-hmm. they see it when they when they pull you over. So they, but this is the thing he said, and this shit was crazy because it's true. That motherfucker was like, look, I could be speeding, but if they pull me over and see that I got a, 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 a police hat in the car or some type of memorabilia for the police, they're going to probably let me go, even though I did what the fuck I did. But then I you got that's true, though. Uh-huh. I had it happen to me before. What out happened here? to that, that one cat? You know, man, that one cop flipped out out here, Christopher Donner or something? Nah, he got treated like shit, though. The black dude? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, shit. He worked for the cops, and he was dealing with that shit still. He was still, but, oh, the Navy dude, he kept, yeah. Yeah. Hey, they said, somebody somebody yeah. made a post, like, where he at when you need him. Nah, if he was around right now, it would be a problem. Because, cause like. Oh, you said he got people. He got a lot of people that still look up to him, though. Like, damn, that dude was like a le- like a legend and shit, almost. But now I say the cops gonna have to. They gonna have to get a sacrifice. They gonna have to give out a sacrificial lamb. Niggas want blood. They don't want no. They don't want no. Uh, we'll make sure he charged. Well, they still, I mean, the main point uh, before we bring in the homie he on right now, Sean Fresh. Sean Fresh. But I want to talk about this first. The main point to me, I still don't know how those cats were sitting there recording that shit, not helping that dude when the cop had the knee on his neck. Yeah, yeah, that's. So I just don't understand that. <laughs> no, that's a fact too. So what's up, man? We got the homie Sean Fresh on the line. What's good, bro? Hey, what's good? What's up with it, bro? What's up with it? When the last time we talked, man? How many years it been? Man, it's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, shoot, I think I was fat and got skinny and got fat again. <laughs> <laughs> so what you been up to, bro? Just uh, doing music, man. This stuff, uh, doing music. I've been working on like uh, some uh, creative stuff before marketing and um, um, advertisement company. Uh, I just had a baby girl, so congratulations, you know, congrats. Uh, stuff in the community. Uh, you know, just, you know, live stuff, but, you know, God is good, can't complain. I said, so you still making music? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just uh, released an uh, um, uh, album. Not an album. Shoot. Man, this weekend got me crazy. Uh, um, what is it called? Shoot, a music video. <laughs> <laughs> My latest single called Cave. Um, and I'm about to release a project with DJ Nick Hood called... Um, Go fans and chains, and then uh, the R&B thing called Delilah. What's going What's going on with the weekend that got you going crazy? Ah man, you know we just had our uh, protests and stuff on Little Rock. Uh, you know it's a little different now. You know I'm from I'm in the South, so you know we have a lot more. Uh, I don't know, it's just a lot more of uh, stuff built up, you know, uh, and somebody that's in the community. Uh, you know, as you see some of these faces, man, you know, I'm, I'm from Little Rock, so I know some of these folks. Yeah. You know, they, they folks that, it's, it's a small town, you know, and it's the same It's the same folks that smile on your face or is it the shows or, you know, saying that they trying to do such and such. But, you know, uh, I was up last night, you know, uh, um, debating 
I wouldn't even say debating, just talking to people uh, in this kickball league. Um, one, one dude had the uh, audacity to put like, oh, if we could just play kickball. And I was like, nigga, what the hell is like kickball supposed to be? Man, yeah. I, I, I snapped on one of my, it was my homie, but I just wanted to snap on him so bad because this nigga going to post, he going to make a post. And he was like, I guess CNN made the post, but CNN was like, this time we need to sign Kaepernick. I'm like, man, fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> like, Kaepernick for the change. Like, like we put aside Kaepernick, all of a sudden the world going to be a better place because we signed nah. Kaepernick. I'm like, nah. man, that shit over, bro. <laughs> we were talking about that shit like two, three years ago. Yeah, you that's know? a fact. They, he ain't finished, like, I don't know what they, they, they putting him, now I'm like, man, y'all give him Kaepernick. I know he doing his thing, but he ain't on that level yet where just because he get back in the league and all this shit going to go away. I don't think no man is that popular. Nah, niggas, niggas have forgot about that fight already. <laughs> shit. Well, that pandemic, we just forgot about sports. Hell, I'm, right. I'm looking at uh battle in my backyard like, oh, get him, get him. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, well, you'll see back home, ain't nobody watching it. Nope. Nobody I mean, watching The diehards watching that UFC right can't now. Can't watch it. They, got, they ain't got no fans, right? Mm-mm. Oh yeah, I ain't watching that. I just don't like the wrestling part. Like they made them stand up more, I'd be into it. But once they get on that ground, I don't be liking it like that. Yeah. Huh. Well, I, I I start boxing and stuff, so I kind of like watching the, the strikes and stuff like that. But I ain't really even turned turn on my TV in about a month or so. So. Um, How long you been involved with music? Man, about a decade. Um, I st- I was in the army and I started. Um, Man, I was like, really? I was like, in high school when I went in the Army, and we used to like, uh, you know how it is, using the Marine. Um, they you, you had them little, you sing your songs and all that, and, and I, I was, I guess they can hear that I can sing, and they used to make me like sing the Star Spangled Banner and all that extra stuff in front of the people, and then <laughs> be in a group, and I was like, all right, and I was trying to sound like Tracy Chapman. And they used to make fun of me and stuff, so. Everybody, basically, everybody quit except for me, and now niggas is asking to be on my tours and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's 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 pretty much uh, that's how I got started. You know, I got started being in the group. Uh, uh, niggas start flaking. I used to pay for our studio time, and niggas just just gave up. Man, that's just like you know my story. I just never gave up. Um, so yeah, about a decade or so. Yeah, Gazzy coming in. I'm telling her she got to wait now. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Yeah, yeah, we already started. Yeah. What you up? What, what up, KC? What up? What up, Mogul? What up? But yeah. Oh, let me just text her right quick. Yeah, man. So, how would you describe your sound? You got a unique sound. I don't uh, know. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Funny thing is, I started doing this marketing thing, and uh, like as far as Facebook ads and, and uh, social media, and you kind of like send out your stuff to people, and you say, "Hey, man, you know, tell me like seven people that I resemble," and yeah. they, nobody I only had like one person like hit me back, and it was just like it was all over the place, uh, and I was like, "Dude, how can you sound like Rodney Knight?" And uh, and and then somebody said, "You sound like um." um future and then somebody else say you sound like Miguel and I'm like right <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, mean, I, I call it like I just call it a Debo Suave you know what I'm saying it's something hard but something smooth you know at the same time uh I have a you know I got a unique voice so 
um, I think the part that kind of chicks me up is when I rap, because, you know, those are like two different people. Um, rapping is more like how I grew up. You know, singing is just a, a gift that God gave me. Um, I used to, like, soothe, you know, little childhood pains, like when my parents spit and break up and all that extra stuff. You know about uh, Lil Freak? Yeah, Lil Freak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, homie died and shit. You what? You know anything about that out there? What happened? Man, that that junk was weird. Uh, nah, I mean, you know, we recorded the same studio. That was my dude. We went to school together and all that. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I mean, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, a like, homie. I had him on the show a couple times. Yeah, that was, that was the dude. You know, we was, you know, we we kind of rep the same little areas and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he he grew up off of Asher, but. Man, when nobody, man, that just, it just seemed weird. Like, nobody knew what was going on. Like, he, we feel like he got set up, but it, out of respect for him, like, we don't really talk about it because nobody knows. You know, like, he was he a was stand-up dude, so um, nobody really knows what happened. Man. It's just very sad that, you know, he was at the, uh, getting getting to a place where he really needs to be in his music uh, career and getting ready to launch off. And I guess jealousy and, and bitterness or something you know, take his life. So, um, yeah, that, that was my, that was my, that was my guy right there. Yeah, I, he, I heard you talking about, tell me about Joe Jackson, man. I saw your freestyle about Joe Jackson. So what what you know about Joe Jackson? Uh, which, what you talking about Joe, which Joe Jackson? Hold on. Joe Johnson, Joe Johnson. I saw oh. the thing about Joe Johnson. Yeah, oh, so I guess you, you a Razorback fan, right? Yeah, yeah. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm from Arkansas, so you got to be a Razorback fan. But was it, wasn't it like, uh, was it 60 minutes of hell or 40 minutes of hell? Uh, man, it was 40 minutes, Nolan Richardson, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Corliss yeah, Williams, yeah. Yeah. What they forget about is Alex Dillard, you know what I'm saying? Alex Dillard was the nigga that was shooting at, at the uh, half court before Steph and all these other people came uh, in. Only like 5'11". So nobody gave him his respect, but that dude was like shooting over forty percent from a three point. But like Joe, Joe's beast, man. Like Joe, I mean, of course it, it's Little Rock. You know what I'm saying? Like he went to Central. I played basketball with him. Uh, man, he was just he was just on a whole nother level. That's the, that's the homie too. Um, just proud of him, man. You know, I like to you know people like to talk about Little Rock, but I'm hey. So I put this hat on. Let me tell you this now. I put this hat on to keep me from cussing. It said God is dope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I put it on there because I, I try to. I try. I know if I if I have something about a uh, God on that I'm gonna try. I'm a pastor too. And uh, well, you're yeah. a pastor now. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> I was like, hey. Oh. My mom. My mom's a pastor. Man, she she cut you too. But, <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying. So I'm trying to. I'm trying because once they come out, it's over. It's. Oh. it's it's, it's the UGK and uh, Eight Ball and MJG uh, shouldn't come out then. <laughs> I was saying, what you was in the army for? What was your MOS? Man, I was a <laughs> ninety-one Echo. Uh, I was a dental assistant. Like this was this was people. Yeah, don't... good job. You was in the game. <laughs> <laughs> like people, like you, you was a marine. So I, there's only there's only two branches I respect. You understand this? Hey, was my other guy? Was you in the military? Yeah. yeah. Who was you in? Marines with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, dang, y'all together. Uh, yeah, you can't do nothing. You can't do nothing to us today, huh? 
that's only two branches that I respect. And that's the Army and the Marines. So y'all don't understand it, but like, uh, bro, you know, when I was in the military, niggas wasn't killing folks. Like, we went in the military for money and hoes. You trying to get you a car or something, push something? No, the dude told us one time we was middle scary. He said we we, we went to the military because we were scared of our hood, so we, that's why we went. <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, like, basic training was so easy. Like, the drill sergeant couldn't touch you. They was yelling at you. It was with white kids, like, passing out. Huh. And I was like, like two like, days. I my mama and my daddy with my ass. <laughs> like, my daddy beat me. <laughs> yeah. right. like, you can't touch me, nigga. And all you doing is yelling. I was like, bro, like this is this is whatever. Like, so I mean, I went to the military and I, I was supposed to. Uh, hey, to Chris, do we call you Paul Chris on here, man? I don't oh, know be... It's all good, Paul. Uh, <laughs> all right, Paul. So like. When I, I, I'm very honest, you know what I'm saying? That's, I don't, it, so I went to the military. I was a virgin. I was in high school. I was all pious. Yeah. But I was like, nigga, I'm going to go to the military, nigga, and I'm going to get some hoes, and I'm going to practice. <laughs> I'm going to be like the bishop up in there. Yeah. I, so that's why I chose like the dental assistant, because it was like eight weeks. and it, So I was, I was in high school, and so it couldn't have been like 10 or 12 weeks for nursing school because I would have missed coming back for, uh, for my senior year. Yeah. And I was supposed to go to uh, to Fort Sam Houston where, where all the girls was at. Nigga, that year they did they did tri-service. And I was at uh, Wichita Falls. Needless to say, I remained a virgin for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Hey, that's your, hey. Hey, you good. You get, you get, you get, you'll Man, nah, it, ain't, it ain't jumping like that, man. Especially them, you be thinking it is when you get in there, but shit, man, it's a, it's a gang of other niggas to think with the same thing you thinking, shit. Same thing. I just look better than most of them. So uh-huh. I, was happy. <laughs> I still had that. Hey, that's when the, that's when they start hating though. They like they gonna start hating on you and shit. You be like, man, you think you got four girls in the school and it's, it's fifty of y'all in there with them? That shit. Hey, if you don't mind, what was your what was your body count in the army though? How many you knocked out while you was in the army though? Nothing. The whole time I, in the army, the whole time. Like, I got, <laughs> <laughs> hey, so that's so all I try to tell people, man. Like I'm, like, I ain't like these other niggas. Like, put, oh shoot, I'm gonna say something. Like, I'm not, <laughs> like I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm, I'm really into. You know, I, I'm in the history, and like, man, women. If I feel like if you can control yourself, uh, physically, sexually. You can do whatever you want to. You feel me? Yeah. And I was like, man, there's all these women around. And Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. I'm like, man, 
I was I was so my parents split when I was a kid, right? And mm-hmm. that kind of took me up. I was this little happy kid. Like I'm talking about, I was I was jumping all up and down, and I was like, "Hey, God, if you uh if you make sure that I'm happy when I get married, then I won't have sex." So like anytime I was getting ready to have sex, it would be some weird stuff happen. Like mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like uh, some like and it, it just and stuff would never happen. And or I'd be like, man. This whole ain't worth me being sad and being like my parents, um, and so that was just like that was just my thing. Like it was just like I wasn't the. And the funny thing is, is because of that, I feel like that was guys doing because because of that. Now I speak to kids across the uh, the state about you know risk avoidance, and they pay me well. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know I get to talk to them about making good choices in high school and. And keep in mind, I wasn't in I was in the military for six years, and I went in very young. Um, so damn, six years you ain't take none down. I know that's crazy. But no, I, I see why. I see why. But that's that's a. And what Kanye West say on that song? I'm saying you didn't have no friend like me in there because you had a friend like me, and I would I would have threw you a piece. <laughs> I would have put you on. I would have threw you on. It wasn't even like I couldn't get none. Yeah, he had opportunities. You just they wasn't they wasn't worthwhile opportunities. It wasn't worthwhile, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was a chick from Alabama, and I did try to play with her a little bit, but like she was, <laughs> she like I'm saying, like I, I like as now, like they would just leave, like they would, they would, like something would happen where somebody in their family would call, and then I'd be sitting somewhere for like 12 minutes, and I'd be like, man, I'm going home because I hear uh-huh. God saying, like, all right, nigga, this your chance to leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, that's know, si- that silence was loud for you. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I mean, and now that I'm older, you feel me? Like, I understand, like, hey, I wouldn't have been able to sit, because, you know, now I'm Sean Fresh, right? You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, I'm sitting here as a, a public figure in the community. I'm sitting here like this cool nigga that everybody want to be like, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting talking to these high school kids, and they like, oh, they, they like, they like Poe, like, nigga, how many did you take down? And I'm like, hey. <laughs> Zero. I'm like, none. Like, and I was like, nigga, I was a kid in high school that had $17,000 in his mama's account. It is oh. You know what I'm saying? Like they was like, oh word. I was like, yeah, I didn't you know, I'm still the coolest dude at school. Like I made best dress. I made most likely to be a model. Uh and yeah, I did have I did I did win talent shows. I chose not to do that because I didn't want to. Like these hoes wasn't worth these hoes is ugly now. Look, I was about to say that. I was about to say the flip side of all what you saying is is the girls who was all at in school. That you that you was like, damn, I want to fuck with them, but they thought you was a square or lame, whatever, whatever the situation may be, you wouldn't get them hoes the time of day now. <laughs> the, the ugly ones, the ones that's fine now, and they doing good. They got good jobs now. Yeah. They, they grew right. into they grew into themselves. They right. grew- so you got married? Yeah, don't hey, we we don't talk about high school. Huh. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, you wouldn't get them hoes the time of day now. But the the yeah. ones that was ugly grew into themselves, got the career, they went to college, they smart now. And the other ones, they got babies by a whole bunch of pretty niggas that don't fuck with them thug, no more. Nah, they don't like, even the pretty niggas. It was the thug niggas. The thugs, niggas. too. They, they locked up. Niggas. They niggas did. Yeah, so they can't even with them. And I'm, I'm talking to their kids like, nigga, your daddy wasn't like, I was like, nigga, was, was, was a roughneck nigga. Like, uh-huh. it, and then I'd be like, nigga, you ain't no real blood. Like, nigga, you like, what are you talking? Who you, who you know? Right, right, right. It was a weird thing. You know, I was obviously in games. I was obviously a virgin. So I like had, I was always on the left or the right. I ain't never been in the middle of yeah. nothing. And like, so I just, you know, 
I just and the funny thing is like you're right. These these uh they did some people did call me lying. They you know they like a dress. I'm like nigga, you ain't gonna do that. Huh. Like so, cause I'm from the hood. Like you ain't like what you gonna do? You ain't gonna do. I'm trying not to cuss. You ain't gonna do nothing to me. Right. You feel me? Like you can say what you want to say, but I'm from, I'm I'm not I'm not that dude. Like I'm this is West End Peru, so huh. what you like? Huh. <laughs> like you not say nothing to me. You're not gonna do nothing to me. And if you do, uh, man, you gonna have, we gonna have to do this every day. <laughs> so you know, like that's that's it'll just I think. So I mean, from the south, it's kind of weird. Like you know, back we was talking about this time because man, I'm not I'm not built for all that talking and stuff. Like I don't I I don't know if you see me on Facebook. I ain't made no statuses. I didn't, I can't I didn't do all. That. Like I'm more of a, you know how niggas be talking crazy on on social media, and and see, I said on here, you know, but. And, and they ain't gonna do nothing. See, I'm the dude who I'm more of a. Uh, oh, you gonna pull up? Yeah, like I'm track the IP IP and find out where they stay and run up on them. <laughs> hey, I, I, I work at HP, so I know you can track that IP. You feel me? I got tech heads. Uh, <laughs> like um. I'm, more, I'm that person. Like I'm not a hood nigga. I'm a little gangster. Like I don't I don't need to know what I'm where I'm in. I'm gonna leave my phone at the house. And um, um so so my so my stuff, you know, what I'm saying ain't ain't tracking me. But heard it. I'm not. I'm not into all of that uh, talking and stuff. Like you be like, I was at the house all day, huh? You be like, I was at the house all day. My phone is in the house. I got a nephew. This this just you know, he just got charged with murder because this dumb tail decided to take his phone with him, and, uh, and somebody else shot somebody. So he got he, he got ten years in prison just because he took his phone with him. So you know. It's it's I you know I don't do all that I don't do no like I don't I don't pull it up on folks or whoop them at their job I I ain't never made a status about it mm. <laughs> I ain't never I, I it's folks who if I see them now I'm gonna do something bad to them you'll never see on my social media you'll never see a text message you'll never see nothing that that that's gonna say hey Sean's gonna do this I I don't, I don't do all that like because I don't, yeah. I don't need that stuff can't pull up in court. Yeah, we and, just actually was talking about that on the last show. It's like some people they gotta post their every move. Hell no. They can knock down their homeboy and they gotta be tell somebody they knock down their homeboy girl. Like nigga, you knock down your homeboy girl. You know you supposed to say that, but they'll I did that. Like just for the clout chasing, what they call that clout chasing, I guess. Yeah. Look, I ain't got I don't even I don't got you don't need to know who I talk to. You don't even see my kids. You see, you see, like I just posted my daughter, all you see is her ear. Like on social media, there's only three things that you know about me that I do music, I'm for the community, and I have like some type of witty stuff about my fam, like my mom, you know, like one house, you know, Mother's Day, stuff like that. But you don't need to know all, all about, you don't know what my kids' mama looks like. You might know, if you look deep enough, you can find a picture of my kids. But I, nigga, I, I got plans of getting rich and y'all niggas will never see me again. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I got, I got plans of, you know, Fixing stuff up and you know helping build communities and I don't need I don't need nobody like tracking tracking my stuff. Um, Cause I'm just I'm just not I'm just not built that way. Like I got a high pitched voice, so I can't talk too much. Like what I'm gonna say? Like hey nigga, I'm whoop your butt. Like nah. <laughs> <laughs> like nah, we're not gonna do none of that. But yeah, it's gonna one never, of your songs man. though. What's up? We gonna go to one of your songs. Uh, what songs you playing? We got. Uh... I think you said cocaine and shotgun. Oh, which one? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we do shotgun. Well, that's that's more because I sounded hard when I just got through talking about it. I ain't about that life. I ain't want to go. <laughs> uh, and they're talking about it all smooth and everything. Uh, all right, Bill. Let's go into this shotgun. Uh, this is the homie Sean Fresh, man. Y'all listening to the Just Two Black Brothers podcast on this uh, on this beautiful Sunday. But I know you got this song either before. Oh, nobody heard. Oh, it's an exclusive. Oh, we got yeah. a. Right oh, we got it's a J2 PB. We got an exclusive for y'all. Let's get it, man. I'm happy sure. now. Yeah. <laughs> she like my rapping, so just had some reverb. We mix Moscatos like Serratos. Got some issues, got no problems. Got this shipment from Kazatro. So sit your pretty self upon this couch and tell me which one of these do you prefer. Yeah, I'm callers, I'm rocking Fogo change. Three for the Trinity, the one on Ty Refresco. I'm praying that they remember me. PK sipping Henny, on nights I perform. She think my phone is turned off, but it's really on wrong. I belong to you, only you. And the things you heard about me, they probably true. But my love is way too heavy for me to move. And if you really love me, how can we track is shotgun yeah i like that you got the baby on the uh sample is that what what's on the sample it's not like the i thought my damn son was in the uh i kept thought i kept hearing my son in the other room i'm like what the hell that shit yeah, was tight no. though 
That's your daughter on it? Nah, nah, she's six weeks. That would be weird. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, nah, that's, I, honestly, I don't know. My own, my, uh, my dude, DJ L. Maddox, made it. It's uh, He sampled some singer and, and pitched it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't know where, where she came from, but I heard it. Uh, shout out to my dude, DJ L. Maddox, who I'm going to send this podcast to, and he going to share I'm like, nigga, you should have been listening to the podcast when I did it. Oh. Huh. Say, so what's next for you right now? What's the plans? Uh, I'm gonna put out I got the the cave song. Uh I'm gonna put out the video probably tomorrow and then I got uh, a video for um in the air, which is funny enough, I shot the video like four years ago and it's about social injustice and mm-hmm. I have so Oh it's still relevant. Oh, okay. <laughs> like what the hell? Uh, so I'm, I'm put that out next week, and then uh, I'm, like I said, I'm working on putting out the mixtape, working on uh, all of my stuff on relaunching my website, which I'm, I'm working on now. Uh, the Lila Project, some community stuff. They shut down on stuff for uh, my mentorship program, so we're looking at buying stuff in the community to start that. So, so we ain't got to worry about the city shutting down our stuff. So because of the, of the pandemic, so you know I have an after school program that. Gotta wait until August because of city funding. Um, but with everything going on, I'm like, man, I wanna ship and and uh, owning your own land and your own programs is 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 more beneficial um right now. So we're looking at buying some land and building our own stuff now. What was you teaching in your program? Uh we had like it was we so I mine was focused more on I had the high school kids, um but like uh, 12 through 17 year old. Um, so we was teaching <clears throat> life skills. Uh, we had career development. Uh, we also taught them about uh, audio production, recording. Um, and really I talked to them about it again, like risk avoidance as far as like sexual activities. Um, we taught, taught them culinary skills, uh, took them boxing, teach them self-defense. Um, you know, stuff that most of the kids that come from my program were in at risk uh, environments like off of Jumbo and everything. So, you know, I would go and eat pizza with them, talk to them about their grades, do their homework with them. Uh, so just really just more life skills stuff, not that old fluffy uh, Walt Disney boy crap where it's like, oh, you can do it. Like, nah, you ain't gonna be able to do it unless you try. Uh, so that's what, that's what we focus on, life skills, with centered around culture development. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say, uh, I think one thing, when you're saying the sexual avoidance, I think one thing good about it, like, you know, I know y'all got black mums and shit, so they always say, you know how they talk to their daughter, they be like, so you want, like, you don't want to have that thing where you got to, you young and you raising a kid and trying to still make it. Like, you can do that, but why? Like, why don't you just try to make your, do your, set your career up and first meet somebody, do it the right way instead of be young as hell with a kid and you don't even know yourself. You, you know, it's hard to, how you going to raise a kid when you know yourself? Then by the time you find yourself, your kid already grown, so he got issues because you ain't raising them right. So it's like. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy, man. We got so many activities. Like, we had niggas, like, walking around with backpacks all day, like, big old backpacks. And, like, you watching kids just run up the stairs. Like, nah, you you know, you can still run up the stairs, my G. You people have done it. But it's just a little bit harder, you know, to run around up the stairs with a 40-pound backpack. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> you know, like you go, and the truth is, you gonna get stronger. You know what I'm saying? People gonna look at you and be like, "Oh man, look at you! 
I'm running up there with that 40 pound backpack, you know, but at the same time, like you black too. So not only do you got 40 pound backpack, you also got to carry this sled behind you too. And you also got to look at people pointing at you and putting you on Instagram while you do that. Like it's just so much set up for you. You know, you know, uh, Coochie's good. I'm trying not to cuss, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's what we try to tell them. Like, man, I ain't trying to sit here. Like, my mama used to try to fool. Well, my mama did. My mama real. She was like, hey, boy, don't get out there because you ain't going to be able to come back. You know, like, we oh, try yeah. to tell them, oh, uh, whatever, it's bad. Like, nigga, this is the greatest, greatest, one of the greatest feelings you're going to feel other than getting baptized is busting a nut. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's not something that you want to play with. Uh, sugar and, and, and salt, busting a nut. And not in, it's not in order because I want to be able Jesus to say nothing to me. And getting baptized and seeing your kids born uh, and, you know, accomplish things is some of the greatest things you're going to ever find. Like, so we stupid, we were stupid enough as kids for, uh, for them to tell us, oh, sex is bad for you. What's stop? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there are some things that come with it. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like you need to be honest with kids. These kids are not dumb. Like, Crazy. they got the same internet you got, my G. We ain't had it. We had to listen to what our parents told us. Like, oh, okay. Then we had to go in the hood, and some OG in the hood told you, like, boy, hey, better go in. You know, I will. Yeah, I'm trying not to. Like, that's the thing about me is for sex. My mama told me about sex, so I wasn't curious. Like, I wasn't. I wasn't like, oh man. So what is that? No, like, even though I wasn't having sex, also I was doing everything. With women, but having sex, which is weird. Uh, you know, what I'm saying like I was, I was, I was on titties. Like titties was my sex. I was sucking titties and, and, and like I had to go to class. Like, like oh. I was calling me. <laughs> like Yo, I was doing funny some, though. Right, <laughs> like, that's funny. So it's so funny to me. Like how how do you suck titties? Like, I don't even know how it's possible. Like how to suck titties and not have sex. Or, <laughs> Or to like, nah, I, I, like it's, it's pointless actually. What you do? Hey, it's, 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 I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm in awe of old me so much right now. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, my, my sexual, um, I in first grade, man, that sound weird now. I was doing stuff in first, <laughs> grade. Like, I was, I was touching, we were touching women, and well, well, no, nah, I didn't want to say that. I was doing stuff in first grade. And I remember talking to my dad and, and telling him he was just he just rubbed me on my head and said, That's good. Because they didn't want you back then. They you know, they just didn't want you to, to come out and be non traditional. They just wanted to know they had they had a son who like who liked women. And so when you go and say, Hey, dad, I boy, I was I was over in the, in this corner with this girl, he was just like, That's what's up. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I learned a lot. But, you know, I, I'm not I'm not um I'm not a, a, a person to tell people, hey, don't have sex, don't have sex. My thing is to be aware of what you're doing and guarantee like, hey, that person don't love you. Like sex sex don't really be like, man, if somebody in my in my state, I'm like, man, it's always another bad. Like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you that it's gonna be it's gonna be like I'm I've learned in the last two years, if you turn down one, it's gonna be somebody gonna come out better because the goal is to break you down, and men, our our um, our weakness is is, is 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 women, and and that's the only way. Some and, and money, you know, what I'm saying, and and jealousy, and greed, you know, other things like that. But mm-hmm. for, 
you know, David was out the guys on her. Best she would jump out that pool. He was like, boy, stop. He was, yeah. he was like, hey, kill her husband. Uh, he, was, like, yeah, he went Tupac mode up. Boy, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> first things first. You know what I'm saying? He, no, that, that was me. Who the hell Hold on. Uh, um, but yeah, so good thing about these uh, phones. Oh, that's Christian. You niggas here early. What's up, baby boy? What's up? Uh, say say hi. Say hi. There you go. There you go. Ah, okay. Yeah, I, they didn't came. They went to Texas on me, man. You know what I'm saying? I hope I hope this is as hood and as ghetto as it that you ever had on the podcast. Nah, you know, know. hey, no, speaking of a freak, long, I remember you was funny, man. Was, I remember last time I interviewed you, it was funny, man. Hey, you know what's funny? Freak, young freak was one of our uh, like real, real live hood ones. Yo, he was oh, on. Yeah. He was like, "Yo, let me get that butt on them crab legs, man. Go ahead and bring y'all down here when y'all." I was like, "What?" We was like, "Who you talking to?" He's like, "I'm ordering some crab legs." <laughs> what was the name of that place he talking about? He went to. I can't remember the name of it. He said it's a real big, uh, like a good little seafood joint y'all got down there. Uh for crabs. Yeah, wasn't he ordering crab legs? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, freak. You know, he he had a lot more money than I do. I, I was, I'm a, I'm a big one. I'm a big one. Hey, you, you, I'm on the podcast. What's up, what my baby? Oh, that right now. Oh, let me let me go. Let me play. Let me go into this cocaine track while we get the homie Sean Fresh back on. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Shots of monster and vodka. 
I'm like, all right. She said, it don't hey, matter how that shit look. That's said, true. I did, there, yeah. I did this marketing uh thing for like uh, social media ads, and they was like, people like realistic stuff. If it look fake, I mean, if it look too real, they don't watch that stuff. So yeah. if you see like my most viral stuff, that's why stuff go viral. <laughs> like, you know, they seeing it from your from your angle, not like all the lights is perfect and everything. Yeah, so they gonna like this interview then. It's gonna go viral. <laughs> yeah. hey, this nigga gonna drink the truck. Uh, <laughs> we back in or you still playing nah, the song? We in. We in. <laughs> all right, man, we back. Hey, I would say always I've been asking the guests, uh, what way would you flip a thousand dollars? Just a thousand? Yeah, we just well, try well, just well, to start a package, man. Just some man, cause you know everybody got the stimulus. Are you asking me like, cause I gotta be clear, cause you know what I'm saying I I be thinking you when you say flip, that take me somewhere. Well, I'm just saying, best, what would you do with thousand dollars as far as financially? Oh well, fine. So, uh, man, that's a uh, thousand dollars financially. Um, let me see. So the first thing I do is. is Man, I, I I get my house fixed up. I get this foundation fixed and sell it. But as far as an, man, that's a man, a thousand, ten thousand, man. Hey, I don't know if you know this now, but you see, I got this white cocaine, like a thousand dollars. Like, ask me what I'm gonna do with ten dollars. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying the listeners, shit, listening. You know, they might not be holding like that or like a new artist. So a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars. First thing I do is I pay off a credit card. If you got credit cards, then I'll probably like, cause you need to have a thousand dollars saved. So truth be told, if you got a thousand dollars, then I would probably try to build me some credit. So if you don't have good credit, take you five hundred and go and get you a secure card and uh, build you some build you some credit there. If you got good credit, then I'll take that thousand, probably put ten percent uh, help somebody. Uh, some people might want to put that in the church, but I've learned that like if you uh, spread love, then love comes back. So if you got you know take ten percent, take twenty percent, and try to help somebody. Don't put that sh- stuff. Thank you, Lord. Don't put that stuff on social media, but help somebody. Uh, man, enjoy yourself. Really, man. Like, niggas don't be enjoying themselves. Like, buy yourself something. You know what I'm saying? Go eat something good. Buy yourself something with the other 10%. Invest in yourself with it. So we got 100. We're going to 100. We're going to help somebody. You know what I'm saying? 100. We're going to go get uh, get something fresh. Uh, 500. We're going to go get a secure credit card so we get our credit up. That's it. We got 300 left. Uh, then we're going to put 200 back in the account. And then 100, we're going to send to uh to Poe so he can, uh, he can get. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Get both so you can get a plane ticket 
or a bus a bus fare to Little Rock so I can bust them up in basketball. You feel me? Because you know the army. <laughs> you gotta play DJ Period in basketball. You can't play me. We just ah, okay, stay veterans, man. man. We no, just stay hey, veterans. I'm good. <laughs> hey, I'm ground. I'm ground Jordan now. You'll win. Ah. I ain't Air Jordan no more. I'm Ground Jordan. Ah <laughs> uh, well, I don't, I don't jump high, but my my jumper is impeccable. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh yeah. It is, it is. You know, I I did play with Joe. You feel me? I didn't I didn't score a lot. <laughs> uh, so we I played with how many years? Yeah, yeah. I, I was I watched them. It was the something spectacular to watch. Uh, <laughs> For real? You played with him like in high school? Oh, uh, no, nah, he went to Central. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you just nah. you seen nah, him play? Nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joe, Joe, man, I remember going to go see him play, and they, we, you, we, we looked over to the side, and it was the the uh, Latino coach from the Sooners uh, before he got out in that trouble and stuff. And I looked to the side, and I was like, "Hey, ain't that was his name Sutton?" I was like, "Then you look over there, and you be like." To, to all the guests before they leave, if you had to describe 
the color, yeah. if you had to describe the color yellow to a blind person, how would you describe it? Oh, man. So if I had to describe <laughs> the color yellow to a blind person, I'd just be like, hey. I, so so funny thing is, I, I was reading up on Hella Keller last week yeah. and how she was teaching her how to uh, talk and stuff like that. So I would probably try to describe it with a feel. Um, you feel me? Like I would probably like, you know, give them a gentle, gentle touch. Probably show them that it's warm. Uh, oh, okay, and, okay. And and, and you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like yellow makes you. It's a gentle touch. It's warm. It's exciting. It's bright. So uh-huh. that's what I would I would tell them. But I also try to you know give them the feel so they can so they can feel what yellow feels like. Um, yeah. Hey. Was that was that? Did you ask anybody else that question? No, I use the first one. I use because this is what I do. I usually yeah, ask. The first time I, said I, I usually ask. Uh, uh, I usually say if you if you was hosting a dinner party, and you could bring three people, uh, whether they was alive, dead, or fictional, who would you bring, and what would you serve them? All right, so ask me that. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I'm asking you. What would I'm, you, like, I'm who, trying to win. Yo, who would you bring and, who, and what would you serve them? All right, so the first person I would bring is uh, LeBron. Okay. Uh, Le, and, 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 and I'm going to say this right now. I used to be a LeBron hater, and I still think he do some suspect stuff. Uh, but... I'm a Laker fan, and the reason why I'm going with LeBron is because, man, I think dude is, like, hella entertaining, right? Yeah. And he's honest. It's, it's kind of funny because a lot of artists, I mean, not, not a lot, I mean, they can be considered artists, but a lot of athletes, they're not really honest. You feel me? Like, they just they say that stuff that you're supposed to say, and I feel like he has so many funny stories because of the barbershop thing. I'm, I'm, and I'm serving them tacos. What you talking about? Come on. Huh. I'm uh, trying tacos. <laughs> Oh, you going to buy Taco Tuesday? Yeah. Taco Tuesday. So I'm a Presbyterian. I ain't going to serve you something I can't taste. So I'm going to serve him tacos. I'm going to serve him some shrimp tacos. You feel me? Give him okay. them Baja tacos. You okay. feel me? Uh, you know. And then let me see. Who else I'm, I'm going to go with? So in the past, man, I'm going to go with Malcolm X. You huh. feel me? Um, yeah, somebody said him on. I'm going to go with X. And I want to talk. Somebody said, "I mean, so I don't care. They LeBron and X right there. You feel me? Because you gonna this third person gonna throw you off. You feel me? Okay. okay. But uh, <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a Presbyterian, and I feel like Malcolm should to get something real good. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him with some lobster. You feel me? Like sit down, brother. Get you some lobster. Steal, steal some of the shrimp off of my man's name, Taco. And yeah. and because I need to ask him. Like, do you now? Now that we see what's going on, do you really think that King's approach was the best approach? Like, what really would have happened if we would have just took the ex approach? Even though I know later in his career, you know, in his life, he decided to go more in the pizza route. But what would have happened if what we're doing right now was already done uh, six years ago? Yeah. You feel me? Like, if this was the norm, it's like, hey, you keep doing this, like, you're not gonna have a place to sleep. Like, we know where you stay at. Like, you, we gonna burn up everything. You know, yeah, like, true. what would we be if we took that? And then I'm taking Abraham Lincoln, and I'm not serving him a motherfucking thing. Uh, <laughs> he he, he, <laughs> he going to eat the crumbs. He's going to eat the crumbs from whatever LeBron 
And Ed, you gotta lick the plate. You can lick the plate. <laughs> you gonna eat? You gonna eat what's left over, my G? You know what I'm saying? Like whatever that is. But you know, I, I need to know the truth. That's what I need to know because we we do the Emancipation Proclamation stuff and act like Abraham was the reason why we as as the people got free and all of that. But we, I need to know the truth and I need to be able to look at you in your eyes because now I got X right here and he gonna shoot you. And I got this six nine, um, I, got, I got this six nine, two hundred and eighty pound real G who you would have probably tried to run through some, you know, have run through some folks who who gonna put them hands on you. And then you got me right here. You feel me? I'm six one two two. I'm from the South South. You feel yeah. me? I'm from the I'm from the Mississippi. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. It don't get no it don't get no further than that. And we're gonna have to talk. And you're gonna have to tell me some stuff. And you're gonna have to deal with the consequences of of those things. So yeah, I got LeBron. Oh, and I really feel like that might be a good two on two game too. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not playing. I'm not playing with Abraham. So I'm because I'm trying to keep him. <laughs> I'm playing with LeBron, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get the other team to lose. So I'm putting X and uh, Lincoln on the same team, and they're just gonna fight. It's gonna be a mutiny. You feel me? Oh. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like the Celtics in 2009 or something, oh. and they're gonna crash. Or 2012 when they lost in the finals. You feel me? We coming home with the championship. You know, <laughs> uh, that's what we doing right there. Um, you know, so yeah. So I'm trying to win that. Con- I'm trying to win that, and I'm trying to win whoever said whoever you asked that question to. If they ain't got X, I know they're gonna probably have X in there. LeBron. They ain't gonna put Abraham Lincoln. They not gonna, gonna do that. We gonna see who Jazzy say today when we ask her. I think she listening. That's what she said. She listening now, Jazzy. Don't pick my people. <laughs> and also follow me on Instagram, Jazzy. I saw your pictures. You looking kind of like you need to. We need to collaborate. You <laughs> You're like we need to do a song. Fact, let's do a song real quick. Hey, hey, you know what's funny? That after the last song we played, she put uh, fire emojis. I would tell her I love her. I love her fire emojis. <laughs> I mean, like what we should be doing. Well, I'm gonna charge my phone and and I and I look at her. I'm, I'm, oh, she listening, I, I, bro. You I, I, on now? Showtime. Let me talk to her. You know what I'm saying? Because you 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 a galaxy. You feel me? She should be seen in every galaxy. You understand? Hey, what you I'm already like, you hey you already passed the first step. She's smiling. Hey, that's that it is because people women like funny people, and I'm uh-huh. funny, but I'm also I'm Debo Suave. I got abs. <laughs> I got abs. My my daddy left me this truck too. Uh, he, oh, you know, shit. I got a nice house. I'm in Arkansas, so our money lasts a little bit longer. Huh. You understand what I'm saying? You know, we in, I ain't in New York. You know what I'm saying? A thousand dollars in Arkansas will get you a nice little crib. See, my man, my DJ over there, a thousand dollars, he can get like a steak or something. Yeah, huh. thousand dollars out here. Yeah, you gonna you borrow somebody? <laughs> you sleeping in somebody's bathroom? Like, man, all right, we gonna rent man, you the bathroom man. for a thousand a month out here? And you and yeah, you man, happy with your bathroom too? <laughs> hey, let's go and get. We gotta get Jazzy on because we ain't gonna have that much time. Oh yeah, we got. I think the. Uh, I think the show after us got a slow jam battle coming up. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. 
That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. And him, I went out a little bit. Okay. I say I thank y'all for having me. Uh, made a little for me. Again, can you not press the call? Can hit me up? Appreciate your time. All right, we no doubt. Appreciate you too, fam. Yeah, we're right. going to bring Desi in. She listening. She's coming on in. We got like 45 minutes, so I'm going to give her some time. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. He was shooting his shot, huh? He, I mean, yeah, he shot. I don't know if it went in, but he shot that motherfucker. Uh-huh. He dribbled he between the legs. <laughs> he dribbled between the legs. What are talking about? We thought we was going. No, no, I'm saying he dribbled between the legs. He threw the shot up. I don't know if it went in, though, but hey. No, no, no. It's, that was the same. Hey, what they say? Point. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, though. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, I'm going to the DMs after this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do your thing. I, I ain't going to ask you what happened later. Do your thing. I, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> oh, she did it the whole time. She said she been listening the whole time. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, hey, so what do I do? Do I, do I stay? How do I? No, nah, just get out. Oh, how he do okay. it? Just uh, hang up. Oh, leave me? <laughs> Wait, you doing it on the phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah, just hang okay. up. Yeah. Okay, man. All right, bro. Yeah, that was a cool interview. My homie, yeah, he funny, man. But I interviewed him a, couple, a long time ago. Oh, there go Jazzy right there. Jazzy Wolf in the building. Yo. Oh, here's it connecting to the audio. Yeah, she coming in. We got Jazzy Wolf. I think she's from um, Colorado. Then she came out here for a minute. I think she might be still out here in SoCal. Do, 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 do. Oh, she coming back in. What happened? Oh, no. Oh. How are we sounding on there, though? What's up? She coming in. What's uh, up? How y'all doing? What's good? good? We're live. Let me press record because this is for YouTube with Jazzy Wolf. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good to see y'all. Yeah, that's what's oh, up. I have to change it so I can see everything at the same time. Huh. Why they call you Jazzy Wolf? Uh, well, my name is Jazzy, and then when I was making Instagram, I just added Wolf to the end of it, and then everybody just started calling me Jazzy Wolf, so it just became a thing. Hey, your boy said he about to hit them DMs up. <laughs> I heard. I heard. <laughs> he about to eat, so you better be hitting up. He looking for a DM. <laughs> I'll um, be checking my DMs. I'll be looking. So I want to say the last time I interviewed you, interviewed you was like 2017. Yeah, it was when I was like first coming out with my you first knew, single knew. everywhere. When How I you was feeling fresh. now? How you feeling? I'm feeling real good. I've been working real hard. Um, like, I still haven't released too much music. I think I released maybe one song after that. Other than that, I was just building up my catalog. But now I'm getting ready to release my first EP on June 27th, my birthday. It's going to be, I can't decide if it's going to be five songs or six songs yet. I'm still trying to pick the track list, but I'm in the middle of perfecting it. So, describe Jazzy the artist. 
What was that? Describe yourself as an artist, Jazzy the artist. How would you describe yourself? Well, I would say um, I'm a singer, songwriter. Um, some people will say I'm a rapper, but I don't think I'm a rapper. I'm, I do like a little bit of rap scene. Um, my main genre would be like R&B, hip hop, but kind of like that, like independent vibe. Like all my music is about getting money, being independent, not needing relationships, you know, always putting money first when it comes to relationships and just focusing on, you know, my future, focusing on my bag and just fuck niggas, that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah, ain't you like your, uh, I saw you, now I know you a little bit more, so you, ain't your, I saw you, your dad's like super rich, he's like an investor or something. I saw you. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. He, ain't, he's out, he ain't super rich. He was in um, cryptocurrency. So he invented his own cryptocurrency coin called Affiliate back when like Bitcoin was going crazy and now like the market is crashing and everything is changing. So he's just like a business owner. He'd be coming up with like these inventions like every year and trying to make it work. He's like, my dad's like a shark fish person. My, he, I tell him all the time he should go on shark fish because he's always trying to invent some shit. Huh. What you be doing? I see you be. I mean, what's your bag? I see you be traveling and everything all the time. So what you into? Like you get money too? Shit. I just be working. Honestly, like I was for a while. I had a really good job, so I was doing a nine to five and um, going to work every day. And then after work, I'd be working on my music. But eventually, it having a a nine to five was taken away from my creativity. I felt like I was working so much that my mind was so into my job that it was harder for me to be creative with music because I had a really good job. I was doing business development. So like every day I was coming up with all these ideas for this company. And then out of nowhere, I just started putting more into my music that I was like not doing as good as the job at my job. So I was like, I made the decision to just quit my nine to five last year in July. And I haven't had a steady job since. I've just been kind of doing like here and there you know, Grubhub, Postmates, um, selling features, just online work, just anything I could kind of pick up because, I don't know, just something about me having a job, going to work every day, which was making me less successful in my music. I wasn't being able to put my all on music. I couldn't even write. I was like, I had like writer's block when I had a job. And then as soon as I quit my job, I went on a tour. You wrote a double album and shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And as soon as I quit, I went on tour with Busy Bones' nephew, his name is Cleve, the Harmony God. And I went on a road trip. We went to like Wyoming. We stopped in Arizona. We did a show with Denver. And after that, it just made me realize, you know what? If I'm going to do music and I'm gonna, I need to put my all into it, I need to focus on it. And if it doesn't work, at least I'm young. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to put everything I can into it now for as long as I can. I'm going to make this shit work. And I haven't I, had... I quit my job on Friday. I haven't had nine to five cents. <laughs> I quit my job on Friday. Oh, yeah? You ready yeah, to get that unemployment? Yeah, that weak-ass job. You got to file for unemployment because, you know, yeah. the coronavirus they get I know. Me. I, I, I. Huh. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll ask you, but how you, you feel, do you feel like, do you feel like you made a mistake or? No, not at all. Sometimes, you know, I was feeling like, damn, it was a hard adjustment because I was so used to waking up every day and going somewhere Monday through Friday. So then it took a lot for me to like, realize I can make my own schedule, you know? 
so now I just I have a schedule. I go to the studio once a week. I work on music. You know, I I wake up and I I set certain days for certain things. So it just made my life so much easier not having to commit to somebody else. You know, having to commit to another establishment. Cause I don't know. I'll, I'll call out any day if it means my music. I'll fucking put my music over any job. And that was always my problem with work because. Something would come up, and I'm calling out because I'm like wanting to go perform. I want to go to a network event, so that I'm like, man, what's my job? Uh-huh. I'm gonna go do this music. <laughs> so, what's your what's your goal with the music? Where you where you see yourself in like uh, three years from now? On tour, I really want to tour the world. I want to be able to make money off of my music and be able to travel uh, while doing it, so I can see the world. Um, I really want to, my goal in my music is, is, uh, is for women. I'm very like a, a woman activist in my music. I like to make music that women can listen to that empowers them instead of degrading women, like a lot of music that's out. So that's why I be talking about like fuck niggas, all this stuff. So women can listen to it, but guys still listen to it too. So that way they could still understand how women feel. Cause it's still lit. I try to make stuff that's like both people can listen to, but mainly my main target is women. But when I look at my analytics, it's like 50-50. So I want to be able to give back to the world with my music and give people something that they can feel and relate to when they're going through a hard time or something that's going to motivate them when they just got out of a relationship. And then I want to make money off of it, go on a tour, travel the world, see the world, connect with my fans, you know, donate money. I'm trying to build a bunch of different organizations for kids that's going to help children be more involved with music and help people be more involved with their artistic side as an outlet for you know depression anxiety all type of stuff but three years from now i'm probably going to be working real hard trying to figure out how i'm gonna make all my ideas come to life i'm probably going crazy my hair gonna be falling out i'm gonna be like i'm gonna have like a million ideas i'm gonna try to get done at once (laughs) Right now, I'm just putting them all together. I like every day I go in my notebook and I just write down ideas. I got like business plans, just all type of stuff. I'm just waiting for this coronavirus to be over. I would say, so what you you were saying, um, like you try to rep the women, well, you do rep the women. So what's the main thing you want you want us to know about y'all, what y'all be going through? Whew. I know that's a loaded question, but that is a loaded question. <laughs> I, my problem right now with this generation is men. They think that a lot of maybe not all men, but a lot of men rely on women. You know, they think that we're supposed to be like, you know, their superwoman. We're supposed to be like their savior and like take in like all their problems and all their weight. So, like, the main thing in my music is kind of just letting men know, like, hey, like, we don't need y'all. You know, we're not going to be taking care of y'all, you know, while y'all sleep on the couch and then we working all day, cooking and cleaning up after you. It's more so, like, be independent as a woman and be independent as a man, and then we'll come together and be independent together the whole, like, I'm going to take care of you while you laying on my couch that, like, that thing is out. I know too many women who get caught up by men and they waste so much time because they don't have their lives together. So women are always feeling like they have to be wifey. They have to be this like ride or die chick. And they like miss out on so many opportunities because here they are like 
sacrificing everything for this man who don't even know what the fuck he wanted in life. So mm. it's always just like independence is key. Don't ever let, and it's not even just for men too, because some women like women. It's just don't let anybody, you know, steer you away from your goal and from your future and from what you love because I can't tell you how many people I know that like putting all their, everything they love to decide for some man and then it don't work out. They end up leaving them or they could just never get their life right. And here they are three years later, like, I should have been doing this forever ago, you know, because they're just wasting time. It's a lot of time that's wasted on trying to fix relationships with people. And I think that that's the wrong way to go when you're young. To focus I said, on hey, I told you, pull them yuxes don't be fucking around, huh? Hell no. That's what we were saying. <laughs> that's what we were saying. That's why y'all sitting there protesting. They don't play no yeah. games like... Like, look, young them young kids out there, like, fuck 12. Y'all ain't got no patience, because I ain't got no patience. I know y'all ain't got no patience. Yeah, you're you right. I've been watching the videos. I'm not participating in any protests. I'm not going to be out there participating in it. But I'm watching, and I got my friends out there, and they are like. Yo, I just saw a picture. That, I just saw a picture that shit said, when I turned 11, and after I turned 11, I turned 13, because I don't fuck with 12. Yeah, I, heard I saw that. I saw that. I'm like, yo, they out here. They walling. They walling. No, I'm in. I'm in uh, Marietta. I'm like an hour away. You, but did you see how the that one chick uh, in the Mesa? She got a fucking rubber bullet shot in her head and she died. I didn't see that she died, but I did see she, she died. got a bullet in her head. Shit in her. Head. I mean, even from the picture, it looked like she died. Regardless, I don't see nobody living from no shit like that. <laughs> you know, I'm seeing posts and people are like. Saying like you're encouraging, like go out and like die for this if you have she, to. Nah, I mean you gonna have some people, with, but you gonna have some people that will. I'm, I'm just my whole thing is, is like, like we was talking about. Somebody said that why are we still trying to do the same stuff that they was doing in the '60s? They was doing this right. shit in the '60s. You know what? That's so what 60 years about. later, we still trying to do the same thing. Like the progress right now kind of just sucks. And you know, another point that I was just thinking about yesterday is. In other countries, the police brutality is not the same. The police is not oh, fucking yeah. anybody like they are here. They don't even got guns. They don't even got guns. In other in countries, dealing with this shit. I said that too. Like in, in Mexico or Brazil, if the cops, if they see the cops beating on somebody like that, they gonna they beat that cop they, ass. They don't play that shit because <laughs> exactly. like you, it's a certain. I mean, it's like it's like street justice. It's like like I said, right is right and wrong is wrong. And I, my whole thing anyway. What before this riot shit? Why is them cats in there recording that dude dying and not doing nothing? They saying that just yeah. you could have uh, easily that's, pushed that's him to a rock. You could have ran over there and just pushed his ass. Yeah, I would have did something, but it's probably because that they were scared. There was other police around. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen videos too where that's how somebody got killed because they are, you know, trying to help somebody that the police is is you know, beating up, and then the police pull their gun out, and they're like, stand back, stand back, and they're not standing back, and then the police is shooting them because they're feeling threatened, so I think that's part of the reason why people record, too, because they get too scared to even engage, because it's like, these motherfuckers was already being violent, so what am I going to do now? I'm supposed to just, I'm supposed to go get involved, too, because then maybe I'm going to die. I don't know. I guess the, I guess the protest and stuff is like, Man, if you don't protest, your other only option is, man, they gon' you you gon' you gonna die if you if you do anything other than protesting that's that's considered violent against the police. Like, like the thing is, yeah. if it's five hundred cops out there and it's ten thousand of y'all, 
I mean, if yeah. y'all want to go, if y'all want to go above and beyond a protest, and y'all could try to fuck those five hundred cops up. Some of y'all gonna probably die though. But at the end of the day, y'all will, y'all probably will be victorious over, over these five hundred cops versus y'all ten thousand. But don't nobody want to be that one that's gonna possibly die though. <laughs> well, I was thinking about like what even is like, what do people expect like after the riot? What's gonna happen after the riot? Like Same all shit. Shit. back to reality. Back to uh, no. Are they gonna put like? Are we gonna vote or something for police brutality? Like. I get, I get the whole like bring awareness, like we need to go out and fight for our peace. But it's like, where are the conversations about the solution? Like at this point, I think everybody's fucking aware. Everybody knows what's going on. Fair. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's formed their own opinion. It, I think it needs to be more so like, okay, the riots are over. I think people need to like the communities need to be organizing meetings and having debates and voting and petitioning, not going out in the street and 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 holding up signs because it's like, okay. Everybody knows what the fuck is going on. Everybody knows the police is killing everybody. It's time for the conversations and like the like somebody's like write down like a fucking plan on how it's gonna change. They need they need a police for the police for one. I'll tell you that. You gotta have somebody if you look and that goes for any any company, any organization. If you ain't got nobody policing nobody at the top, it's gonna be corruption, man. So if 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 I'm if I work at like I was in the military, man. So I, I was in when I worked at the headquarters for the Marines. Shit, we giving we giving everybody the rules they should follow, but we breaking them at headquarters because we the ones made them. Who gon who gonna tell us we breaking a rule if we the ones yeah, that's in like, charge? Man, especially like with the, with those cops. A lot of those cops, you gotta keep it funky. A lot of them cops was punks growing up, so you can't you get them people power. I guarantee you that dude that killed that dude, he was probably like dude getting bullied growing up. Man, you know he killed like four people on the on the job. Yeah, so he was like, <laughs> I want to be a cop so I can I can I can have power. You got he people killed, like you yeah, got he so killed many a lot cops of people. like that that do that shit and want that power and abuse it. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's people with there's people that don't with it's people with regular ass jobs that get power and abuse it. So imagine once you a cop and you get power, how you do something. But look, you know what? They had this go ahead. I said either like I've been stopped at the border one time when I was in Mexico and they searched my whole car and they found empty weed capsules and I was t- I was a little bit scared thinking like, like <laughs> yeah. think maybe I'm trying to smuggle marijuana or something into their country, but I was not nearly as scared dealing with them than I am when I get pulled over or even just anytime just talking to a fucking police here dealing with the pol- with these police. They was actually being reasonable. Like I didn't feel threatened like I would have if 
here in my own and that just kind of blew my mind too because at that point they, they saw that it was empty weed capsules and they just let me continue on to go to Mexico but just to think like damn I'm like I that was way easier than dealing with cops in America because if they would have pulled me over on the way back from America with empty weed capsules oh it would have been fucking over for me yeah it you would have been, been a wrap I would have had to be fighting a case for something that they know is fucking legal you know, but you know, man, this is a funny thing. If this was happening in a disproportionate level with white people, you know, or white, you know, there already been a couple of white people that would have went and just killed a cop for no reason. Like, I mean, just killed a cop oh, for yeah. the cause. Because I was just watching this. I was just reading this story about this guy, man. He moved into he moved into this neighborhood. He was checking mm-hmm. the sex offender registry, and he saw this dude that lived two doors down from him was a, a sex offender. But he saw him like peeking into the playgrounds at the schools and shit. So he watched him for a couple days. He would just go stand at the park, stare at the kids in the school. So he said he, he followed him home. He saw he had a plate a play set in his backyard for kids to the little swing shit. So he said, "Yo, how the fuck this weirdo got a swing set in his backyard? Any any a registered sex offender from molesting kids? So you know what he did? The, the, the next day when he saw him, he killed him." He got away with it, right? He got arrested, but he, but like he said, he told the judge, like, look, I did this so other kids wouldn't get hurt. Right. He got away with it. So I don't, he ain't get sentenced yet, but they saying like, he probably gonna get a, some, a lot of leniency from the judge. He heroes like that out here. That's, That's what they said. They said now all heroes wear capes. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. But something like that, he'll probably go to court. They probably won't give him that much time. But if we was to say, you know what, I'm afraid, I'm afraid for my life because this cop pulled me over, and you was to shoot one of them, you ain't getting no leniency because you black. Yeah. But yeah, that man, that's, that it's was. A, it's, that's... A, it's a crazy world we live in. Like I've been to Brazil, and I was there during the carnival, and I was like walking around on the street with alcohol, like in 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 my cup, walking right past the police. You know, the drink in public, they weren't saying nothing. Just coming from America, at first, I was scared to even walk past the police with with um with alcohol because I'm thinking like, oh my god, they're gonna see me that I'm drinking in public, and I'm and they're gonna come and try to talk to me and try to arrest me because oh. been, uh, you know, in Brazil they walk around with like AK 47s and shit. They got bigger yeah. problems than that. They got bigger problems yeah. than that alcohol. <laughs> yeah, but they wasn't even they wasn't tripping. They was looking at me. She's probably trying to fucking flirt with me. Yeah. Like, turn up. Like, they in the They ain't see like, color. They ain't see color on you. You know? Yeah, they, did, they didn't see any of that. So, it mm-hmm. was just, like, it was just a little bit culture shocking to know, like, in how can I be in another country and see, you know, big, bad police officers with these, with these guns and not feel as threatened when I'm around, you know, these little fat, you know, pigs. And they oh. don't have the same type of guns and I feel way more scared because these people will they killing people with their bare hands and shit you know yeah I seen a cop shoot a guy out here cause he, he like you said he was fat and couldn't, couldn't, couldn't catch old boy old boy took off on his ass shot yeah, him in the back and pulled his gun out cause at mm-hmm. that point cops, they he said he thought it was a taser oh my god they say your taser yellow bro you know if you got your taser in your hand oh my god well, isn't that a fucking excuse? They what fucking... is going on in the song, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah, gotta... this is my music from my so... new EP. This is my cover. This is going to be the cover for my EP. Oh, okay, like yeah, that's dope. Who you said made it for you? Yeah, you 
And then I got my my tattoo right here is on my hand. So I incorporated that on my eye. Oh, okay, okay. Who made the who who made the uh, art the graphic for you? So it's this girl that I have found on Instagram. Her name is Ball the Baby on Instagram. I just found her like maybe like a year ago, and I just have always been going to her for all my cover art. She's she's really quick with consistency. So if y'all are ever looking for cover art, hit me up, and I'll refer you to her. She got my she got this done in about a week, and oh, I told yeah. her exactly what I wanted. And before she sent me any finals, she sent she sent it to me and made sure I liked what I wanted, fixed up anything I needed to be fixed, you know. And she's she's her lead time is like a week. It's hard to find somebody that's getting shit done fast for a good affordable price, you know? Oh, you oh, you and Paul need to have a smoke session. Smoking right now. <laughs> oh, I ain't. I'm smoking. I'm on my third. What, you got a, is that a joint? Yeah, it's yeah. a joint. Back with it. I'm a little bit out of weed, so I just put just my little bit of weed and some doobies and then some backwood. It's almost like a backwood. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, for sure. All right, I got uh, we got beautiful nightmare. We got petty. Which one you want to go into? You want to hit him with the uh, petty first or the beautiful nightmare? Go hit him with petty first. So petty is, it's like a fuckboy song. It's like fuck niggas, get money. I don't want to deal with no broke boys. I'm only worried about my money, and can't talk to me if you broke. Huh. All right, bet. Let's get into it. Y'all, y'all heard it from her first. Let's get it.
just make me so sick. Million dollar conversations, little bitch, you can't sit. I'd rather get money, they'd rather get dick. But it's still fuck the house, bitches don't be on sick. Yeah. I woke up feeling petty, screaming, fuck all of my old hoes. I don't do no pose unless you talking about a photo. Picture perfect, freak out, you can catch it all in slow mode. Woke up one morning, real petty. I was like, man, fuck all my old hoes. And then I wrote a song about it. Why you call them hoes? Because that's what happens when you get out of a relationship. Boyfriends turn into hoes. They get they get single and then they start fucking with like every single bitch. And they start lying about Uh, everything. If they single, why they gotta lie about it? Cause you know, you still got questions. My generation, I'm a, I'm I'm about to turn 22, so I'm not even a millennial. I'm Generation Z, but my parents were younger, so I I always hung around other people. So I like to think I'm a millennial, but if you think technically, I'm just like the generation right behind it. And like men in my age group, it's like, I don't know. I was I was raised real old school. Like you know, they're supposed to open the door for you. Hell no, they ain't doing that right now. She had to say, how old was you when we did the first interview then? No, exactly. Men are not doing that no more. So it's like, that's why I'm just encouraging to women, like, don't get caught up with these boys because they're not. Chivalry is dead. The the ethics are changing. You know what I'm saying? And like, my mom always told me, like, if you're going to move in with a man, like, either you're going to pay 50-50 or you move into his house and he pays the bills. You know what I'm saying? And maybe you help out with the bills and you do the groceries. These days, men are just... No, nah, but you already said earlier that you want you, you want two independent people, and a man thinking a man thinking he got an independent woman, he gonna want you to open your own door. He gonna open his. Y'all get in the car and take off. The women don't even fucking worry about none of that. Get your own. Yeah. Let them have their own, and you know when they ready and you ready, then that's when you can combine when you already have your empires together. This whole like let's figure it out together. Let's like struggle together. Oh, yeah, and, nah. like, both try to like follow our dreams and figure out who we are together. That shit is a toxic relationship. That's <laughs> all, day. all day. <laughs> so, That's how old was you in that first interview we did? How old was you then? Then I know you was that young. You was like what, seventeen, eighteen then? About seventeen, eighteen. Damn. So when yeah. you started, that's when you first started. That's when I first started doing music seriously when I was seventeen years old. My dad kicked me out of the house. And he wanted me to come back, but I didn't want to come back. I ended up moving with my friends to San Diego. He lived in Orange County at the time. And I moved to San Diego. I was going to online school. So it was it was easy for me to just leave the house and, you know, get a job and move out. So I moved out. I started doing music full time. I started going to open mics like every single night. I opened up a studio with my roommates that I have. We all invested into a studio. So I was just really learning how to build a business and build a brand and at the same time practicing performing and writing music and I was just always taking things really serious because I knew I needed to do things the right way if I wanted to be successful in the industry I didn't want to just be out here 
you know, releasing songs and just doing it for fun. I always wanted to make a career out of it so it could be like, you know, feeding, putting food on my plate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you're going to be all right because you already know the business pretty good. Yeah. Thank you very much. I've been trying to learn. That's why I was working so hard. I was getting, you know, jobs in business development, jobs in marketing and sales so I could learn how to speak and sell things. So then when it came to my music, you know, I knew how to have serious conversations. I knew how to negotiate deals. I knew how to brand myself. I knew how to come up with ideas that are going to actually make money versus because a lot of people have good music, but they don't know what the fuck to do with that. I know I know so many people are so talented and they have good music but they don't know the right steps to take so they're not getting anywhere they're not making any money they're just doing it for fun when you know if they were just being just a little bit smarter and like actually being strategic about it they could be very successful even if it's not on a mainstream level so you don't have a manager nope i don't have a manager right now um so artists I have managers i am signed to a label called low life entertainment it's not like a um a big deal like you know i'm not signing like warner or anything it's just a deal that i have with a studio it's called low life entertainment and the engineer is called his name is dakota he goes by low he does music too so that's why i go to the studio every week i put in work there um get my studio time is taken care of my mixing and mastering is taken care of so i could really just focus on recording my music and building the content so i don't have to be worrying about investing a lot of money into because if i was paying for studio time it's you know on average it's about 50 dollars an hour and as a singer i'm needing like at least like you know six hours a session that would be fucking breaking my bank so i signed a deal with the um with the label giving them a little small percentage of my music so that way you know i'll pay them back later through my music so i could just record the fuck out of everything and just really focus on building my content so I'll be asking the guests, uh, if you got $1,000, how would you try to flip it? If I had $1,000, I would invest it straight into my music, to be completely honest with you. I would probably spend it on a music video and uh, like wardrobe. I would spend it on maybe merchandise, merchandising something, um, but most likely a music video. I put it into music. I find like a really good videographer, pay like five hundred to six hundred dollars for it and then use the rest of the money on wardrobe and promotion and marketing and maybe paying other people who need to be involved in it how would you market it well i'm still trying to learn how to market music videos right now so that's not what i'm too sure about i would probably pay or find a, a way for me to put it on a world star i would do targeted posts um, post it everywhere. I would get it on blogs. I would get a bunch of blogs written about it. I would find social media influencers who already have a lot of followers to repost it for me. Um, all my friends, all my fans, I would ask them, you know, personally, please, can you repost it? And then, like, every day I'd be just spamming the fuck out of everything. Watch my music video, watch my music video. And then maybe, you know, maybe I would pay put some money into a business that's a professional somebody professional that uh, marketing music videos and invest a little bit of money into that listen like that thousand ran out it just depends i don't know i would have to really like think about it and do the budget but for the most part it, it would be uh the the wardrobe the marketing wardrobe wouldn't be too expensive though it wouldn't be that much all right the dj period got a question for you oh yeah sean first want to see if you want to outdo him with this question 
Um, yeah, that's a hard question because, man, that sounds fun. Maybe I would want like a fictional person, probably like Peter Pan, because I like Peter. I'd be cool. He just or maybe like um, Willy Wonka or the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland, like somebody like that, like somebody like. <laughs> you make cocaine, huh? And then for somebody who's dead, um, uh, probably Amy Winehouse because I love Amy. She hard. I like her. I just love her. I like her music. Want to have a conversation with her and ask her what what the fuck was going on at dinner? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then somebody who's alive, probably Rihanna. Or be on cake. I will make some um one of my favorite dishes, which is loaded mac and cheese with chicken, with like with some shrimp, some loaded shrimp mac and cheese. Man, my my bro Pookie, his name he goes by Pookie F and Rude. That's his name. He's a promoter. He makes these Pookie plates, and that's what it is—a loaded mac and cheese. And he's got like this special like Pookie sauce that he uses in it, and he sells them at twenty dollars a plate. And every time I go and I get a plate, it's like lines out the door, like cars like lined up. And he does it—he like doesn't have a restaurant or anything. He just does it out the, out the house. And every time he does it, it's like. Oh my gosh, so many people are going crazy over these pookie plates because they're so good. Because I'm cracking there. That's what you're putting in there. What's that special sauce about? I know what the special sauce is, and I'm not gonna say mm-hmm. I know what it is because and he doesn't, I don't even think he knows I know what it is because I was around him when he was cooking it and I was paying attention. I'm like trying to look at the special recipe and I seen it. I seen what well, he was. I hustling, that's what you was doing, huh? <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna make this at home now. <laughs> It's Jazzy Wolf, and just my name spells a little different. It's Jazzy with the H after it, like J Hazzy, so J H A Z Z Y, and then Wolf. You can find what, me too. I have a website too. If you guys want to check out uh, more of my music, it's Jazzy.com. You can see I got a music video. I did a song with this artist from San or not from San Diego, from Riverside. His name is Radio Base. He signed a Too Short. We did a music video in Mexico. Hmm. And- and I have another music video that I did. It's called Wealth with some other artists from Denver. And then all my songs. What's the wolf about? Well, you know, wolves are one of my favorite animals. So that's why I added it to the end of my name on Instagram. And I used to have this husky that I got in Mexico. And we never knew what she was. We always thought maybe she was a wolf hybrid. She looks like this. She looks like in the picture above in my background and she was an inbred we found out she was an inbred so she ended up passing away so I just love wolves and before I even had the husky I already was jazzy wolf so then I really just started incorporating it in my music even more that's why I came out with my new logo which is my head with a wolf over it because it resembles so much 
when when uh to on a personal level and just just the whole way that wolves live just their their protective skills you know the women go out to hunt i'm just i'm really infatuated with it and they're beautiful animals and i like it everything. yeah he's like a brother to me i went um to vegas um with him last summer and, and Radio Bass was there and he's an artist who signed it too short and he was cooking them cookie plates and I've just been on him ever since. Yeah, that shit must be good. Play $20 for a plate. It must be good. Yeah, I know. And I'll pay the $20 for the plate because that's <laughs> fucking good it is. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, let me get it for $15 though and then put a little bit extra. Really? <laughs> Personally, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I should get like a little bit more. <laughs> right. I know like five of these people here came here because of me. Um where's my extra? All right, we appreciate having you on though. For having me, for sure. No doubt. Well we out. Oh yeah. This is a different vibe. It's like poppy R and B. The two black brothers and the one mixed sister. <laughs> All right, we appreciate having you on. <laughs> and that's why you my motherfucker. Deep, yeah. This ocean got the hold of me. 
With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and four plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.